like a free spot on your on your bingo. All right, are we ready? Yeah. All right, timer has begun. All right, we're good to go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Wednesday night. Unscripted with Marshall Brown and Brandon Dodd. We are here, and man, this has got to be round five or something. I don't even know. I've lost track of it. This is like the third, maybe fourth time. No way. Yeah. I'm looking. Surely not. No, I'm serious. I bet you it's right in the middle. Okay. <laughs> Quote me on that. <laughs> uh, welcome to Unscripted, Unscripted with Morgan. Unscripted, <laughs> with right. Marshall and Brandon. Uh, so, uh, as we've been going through these series on Wednesday night, um, we're just kind of going through things that we've talked about on Sunday that Marshall has mentioned in his sermon. Talking about things with the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, talk about different topics to kind of go in there. Mm-hmm. We talked about uh, some Bible characters not too long ago, mm-hmm. uh, and just kind of got a little bit more into their heads with Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, all that good stuff. Yep. And today, today we are continuing uh, t- uh, a topic uh, through uh, what Marshall has been doing on Sundays called Simplify. Mm-hmm. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, Simplify, ah, that's right. Uh, and so uh, this past Sunday, Marshall talked about, uh, what was it, simplifying the noise. Yes. Simplifying the noise. Uh, and it was a really good sermon. Marshall, going to give us a quick uh, recap uh, for that <laughs> yes, real quick? So <laughs> basically, just talking about we all have different sources of noise in our lives. Uh, and, I mean, you can take that just the physical, just thinking about the different physical noise that are, that are constantly bombarding our ears. But even more, just kind of the voices that we tune into, the influencers that we listen to. Uh, and, and how much those things actually impact our lives and maybe even keep us or, or maybe even, I guess, complicate our lives uh, even more sometimes because we're trying to tune into so many things uh, to the point that sometimes we tune out the most important voices, and that would be obviously of God, but maybe even some uh, important people in our lives mm-hmm. as well. So that was kind of the, the general, um, that's a really quick synopsis of uh, last Sunday sermon. I invite you to go back on our YouTube channel or, or Facebook, either one, and watch the video um, and and see what we had to say about those kind of things. But I was talking about just kind of simplifying those things down. And, and this whole series of simplifies, like let's 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 get to the core. Let's find out what really matters. I mean, just I don't know, like not necessarily critique the sermon, but just from your like, I know the kind of thought process that went into preparing that sermon. I know some things that I even felt like, man, this is going to take you more time, and I don't want to take yep. that much time online. Uh, but just some of the things maybe that came in, into your mind while you were watching the sermon, you know, yeah. on Sunday. For those of you that don't know, uh, I get to watch the sermon twice every week. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and I guess Marshall does too. Yeah, because yeah. you actually get to watch yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's odd. So, so Marshall's up here preaching. I'm back there in the sound booth uh, just trying to make sure that everything is on, and that's basically it. I'm a glorified light checker, make sure yes. that the red light is still on. Yes. Uh, but as you're going through that, I'm thinking about uh, some lessons that we've had with, with the teens uh, and just how noisy my life is. Mm-hmm. And it's not even a necessarily good or bad noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's almost noise for the sake of noise. Right, it's there. Yeah. yeah, and it's every day. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you right now, even before I knew that we were going to have this conversation, listen to a podcast driving into the church, uh-huh. uh, put on a radio station when I went to go get lunch today, uh, and then put on Spotify coming back from lunch today. Yeah. Uh, and then even as I'm in there answering emails and making things, I've got music on the whole time. And the same thing in our house. You know, yeah. we've, always got, we've always got noise happening uh, with all of our phones and the access that we have. I mean, it's, it's constant. Yeah. Uh, for us to be able to do this, we have to put our phones on do not disturb on silent, yeah. and airplane mode yeah. so that it can be just the two of us yeah. having a conversation. Yeah. Uh, 
And so when I think, man, I have to... And there's noises. I'm sorry to interrupt, but there's noises. There's construction going on right now. Yeah. Y'all may not be able to hear it on here, but we can hear sometimes even while we're talking and like that, even for that split second, like now my attention's over there. And it's just, yeah, it's distracting. Yeah. We're sitting here having a conversation, but he and I, as we're looking at each other, talking, we're both thinking everybody can hear the fire <laughs> alarm guys doing their stuff. Or a worker expressing his frustration over some paint job or something. Yeah, yeah, very verbally and yes. loud and sometimes colorfully. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, but, and, and I think that that's where you come into, like, man, not all noise is necessarily bad. Like, right. there's, there's lots of good influences. There's lots of good, it's not bad for me to listen to music. Mm-hmm. It just means that I have a lot of uh, things pouring in mm-hmm. at a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say that there was one time, and it was just as I was thinking about that, there was one time in college that I decided it was a nine-hour drive from Conroe, Texas, all the way up to Searcy, Arkansas, mm-hmm. uh, where I went to school at Harding University. And there was one time, and I, there's a specific reason, and I don't remember why, but I said, I'm not going to listen to music or anything for the whole nine hours. Just drive in silence Just for nine hours? Just drive in silence, yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you, <laughs> it's the most uncomfortable experience. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, you try and be like, okay, I'm going to separate myself once I come home from work. Like, I'll get, you know... Uh, 10 minutes uh, alone from the kids or something like that yeah. or you know have this little retreat or in the mornings I got the retreat and mm-hmm. you know all that my then, quiet time yeah, yeah and it was sacred um and maybe yeah sure let's just say I was trying to get closer to God or something I don't I don't even remember why um but it was more uncomfortable than anything else because of the lack of noise yeah and the fact that I was just alone with myself yeah and sometimes, uh, sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's really productive. Uh, but then other times it's just vacant. So as you were coming, you know, talking about the noise and everything and trying to turn off some of these other noises and get acquainted with the voice of the shepherd, mm-hmm. with the voice of the, uh, the good people in our lives and not the discouragers, mm-hmm. um, realizing that that's something that I have to do intentionally. Right. That's not just something that happens. Yeah. And it's something I have to actively go yeah. and make happen for myself. Yeah, and it's like I've got I've got to decide what am I going to turn off so that I can tune into this even better. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, it's like being in a crowded in a crowded room uh, where I mean, just think about what it used to be on Sunday mornings yeah. or what it is, I guess, still at the at the grocery stores. A lot of people talking, a lot of people saying a lot of things. But if I if I wanted to, in a room full of people, and if I'm talking to Marshall. Uh, we could be talking together, but then I realize that Morgan's having a conversation with somebody else. I also want to have a conversation with <laughs> you. and I are having this conversation, and then all of a sudden, you're right here. Yeah, and we're still having eye contact. Yeah, and I'm probably nodding and saying, yes, of course what you're saying is important, and I'm definitely listening to... Whatever's happening right here. Yeah, Yeah. you know, and that's 20 feet away, as I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> yeah. filter out the noise. Isn't that, isn't that cool, though? Yeah. That we can discern certain things. Right. That if I want to hear this person over you, mm-hmm. I, my brain chooses to yeah. do that. Yeah, but it's also intentional, to your point. Like, y- you have the ability to make those kind of choices, not just physically on turn down the volume of this and turn up the volume of this, but what am I going to choose to actually focus on? Who am I going to listen to? What am I going to fill my ears and my heart with? You know, that's a definitive choice, too. And to your point, there are times, I think, when... when when maybe God is trying to get something across to me and like I'm here, I'm, I'm, you know, spiritually, whatever, face to face, (laughs) but I'm thinking about this over here. 
you know, and that could be my prayer time. It could be yeah. while I'm reading the scripture. Yeah. It could be while somebody else is sharing what God is doing in their life. And all those things are good. And yet <laughs> I'm like, there's something else that's on my mind that I got to get done or is occupying my time or my focus or, man, there's these three other things or, or even I'm already hearing what I'm going to say. I, I've tuned <laughs> oh, you mean. out now because I'm already hearing my inner monologue of what I'm going to say in response to what you're saying. I mean, we just have all this this noise um so with that okay i think that's a struggle that i have even as a minister i'm mm-hmm. gonna assume that you absolutely <laughs> absolutely uh as far as tuning other things out and then let's just you know think about a radio dial tuning in exactly to where you need to be to where you are hearing the father you're hearing the voice of jesus uh, I mean, just trying, trying to trying to discern what he's trying to tell you in this mm-hmm. moment and discern his thoughts from other thoughts and stuff. You know, you say God's done that in the past and stuff. Is there is there a way that we can do that? And your in your sermon, you did you know? Okay, we need to focus on the askers. Mm-hmm. We need to focus on the builders. We need to tune out some other things and focus on the voice of the shepherd. So how do we how do we weed out? How do we wade through all of this other noise and turn it all down so that we can just well, that goes, I think, back to the whole simplify concept. It's like, first of all, I've, I've got to whittle away the things that don't matter. And I've got to decide what it is that matters and doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, Because that's know, an active decision, too. Absolutely. And you can come up with a list for me, but still, it, it comes down to what I choose to truly tune into and listen to. Yeah. I mean, you, you take your, your Spotify example. You come up with all sorts of something, man, you need, you need to hear this. You need to listen to this. Give me a playlist. And you know what? I might whittle through and go, I like that song, and I want to listen to that. I don't care about this other stuff. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, uh, I mean, how many times are you playing music on a teen trip, and you see some teen, you know, I ain't listening to this anymore. The noise is still there, but I've chosen something else to yeah. You know, to it's listen that, to. As I'm driving, like, hey, hand me the ox. Hand me, <laughs> the, hand me the auxiliary cord. Let's get this party going. Y'all don't like listening to, uh, I don't know. Yeah, whatever you like listening to. Yeah. It was <clears throat> hair bands of the 80s when I used to do youth ministry. That's what I made all the kids listen to. But anyway. Not that um, Yeah, Sorry. I know. That's fine. I'm old. <laughs> um, but, it, but it's a conscious decision. So I think as you're asking, like, how do we, how do, we do that? I don't know that I have a specific formula. I think it starts with, I have to make a conscious decision. What is it that I want to focus on? Uh, if, if, my, um, if my family is going to be the most important, then I'm going to focus on that. If my finances are going to be the most important, then I'm going to pay a whole lot more attention to uh, what news people are saying about the economy, what the stock market is doing, what, other, what I hear other people uh, are complaining about with their finances, or being jealous of what somebody's doing with theirs and figuring out, okay, now... I, I want to do that too because that's what's important to me. Um, is it friendships? Is is it God? Is you know, e- even with that, if I want to tune more into God, you know, I've got to spend some time in His Word. I got to be praying. I got to put myself in a position to actually listen. So I think, huh. I think the the first thing that I have to do is make that choice. What do I want to listen to? You know, and and once I make that decision, then it's kind of almost trial and error. Yeah. Would you agree? Like mm-hmm. I like. How do I tune into that? I mean, if I've got a certain band that I want to listen to, how am I going to, you know, I could listen on the radio. I could listen on a music app on my phone. I might have, there's these things they used to have called CDs, and I might have one of those. I know, I'll explain it to you later. Um, 
you know, how am I going to uh, access yeah. whatever it is that I'm choosing to listen to? That's secondary to deciding, first and foremost, what is it that I want to focus on? Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Which I think is a whole lot easier said than done. And I don't, yeah. and I don't have... I'm sorry, I don't have a formula for doing that. Like I can suggest a lot of things, and, and you went through this, I think, mm -hmm. uh, even with the teenagers, before we had all the um, quarantining and stuff. So what did you discover about just you know, trying to find the voice of God? Um, or, the, or trying to discover what it is that you wanna really listen to? Yeah, there was um, just one thing, I guess, about that that kind of sticks out in particular. There was this one, one activity that we did um, Man, I'm realizing that every time that I share an activity, it's like I'm putting the kids through peril. Um, <laughs> What's he going to talk about? So, ooh, ooh, this is something. Can we sue Flagstone? Uh, so I got the I got the teens here. I'll make it easier. Uh, I got the teens outside, uh, and then um, I kind of lined a couple of us, three or four of us, up on one side. Sounds like a firing range. Yes. Put a uh, red solo cup on the top of our of our heads. I was one of the ones that was back there, so I'll okay. just say that to you. I was I was in there with okay. you. Okay and then put all of the other teens in three lines facing these three other people with, uh, you know, dodgeballs uh, 30 yards away, 30 yards away. And they're throwing. And it's just right here. Like, this is all you have to do yeah. is you just got to gotta hit that. You got to hit that. Every, you, you know, you have to hit this red solo cup and you have to hit that. Nobody's hitting it. I think John Mike Ortiz was the first one to hit, which yeah. would be good for him. So he hit, but it takes forever. And what I got from that was like, man, so many times – we feel like, okay, here's the target that I've chosen. I'm, I'm going to spend time and figure out what God's word is for me. I'm going to get in there. And we're trying, and we're trying, and we're trying, and we're failing, and we're failing. It just seems like we just can't, can't hit the cup. Mm -hmm. And it, we're getting closer sometimes, uh, and I'm just kind of thinking about prayer more right now. We're getting closer, but it's just not quite there. Sometimes it's a home run. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I sit down in my prayer life, and it's like, Man, God is here. Like, I feel like He's listening. I feel like. Or I'm at a worship experience, and like, man, this is the yeah, closest this is I've it. felt to God. The Spirit is speaking to me in this moment, and I yeah. just feel I feel this closeness and intimacy. Yeah. But it's, it feels like 90% of the time, for a lot of us, we're trying and we're failing and we're failing and failing. And I brought that up to the teens, and to your point, you know, talking about is there a formula? Realizing that, man, God, sometimes it's a home run, and sometimes you're right there, and we love those moments. Mm -hmm. And we get discouraged when we don't have those moments because we're thinking, okay, what am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. And, man, what if, what if God is more so just keep, keep going? Stay in this connection. Keep trying. Stay, yeah. Keep throwing. Yeah. I'm, I'm not moving the cup. I'm here, man. Like, I'm, I'm here. And keep going. And if you, don't, if you don't hit the cup today, I'm just glad, man, I'm glad that we got to be close had this for a second yeah. yeah i was there and i know you may not have felt it but sometimes like you don't always feel it yeah uh and so as far as like us tuning into that i think it really depends on me for me personally i have to pray out loud mm -hmm. because i got like squirrel i'm <laughs> off easy i mean yeah. so easy spiritual add yeah <laughs> it's it's frustrating for me because even whenever i'm speaking out loud and stuff and i'm not saying that like <laughs> i go into my room and, like God, thank you, you know, for today or whatever. But man, it's just, uh, it's, uh, you know, breath prayers as you're mm -hmm. driving to work. Uh, mm -hmm. It's as I am leaving this conversation and going to have another conversation, praying for, you know, those kinds of things and getting into the practice mm -hmm. of what that looks mm -hmm. like and just trying what works. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes, you know, if it's a lot of people pray right before their meal because 
that's an easy opportunity to say, here's something that I recognize right now that I couldn't have without you. Yeah. So let me, you know, and that's something that we well, can Well, and even into. in a moment of like, I'm tuning, like there is still noise all around me. I'm in a restaurant, I'm at my house. There's noise, but I'm going to focus for a minute on being yeah. in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. So formula, I think it depends on the person. Yeah. I think it depends on uh, how, where their uh, relationship is with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't think it's a set in stone kind of thing. What I do think is that we can position ourselves, just like you said, position ourselves into a place where that can be a little bit more accessible. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, and the Bible is tried and true with people that do that. Right. So that brings, that's a good transition to, to, to one of the things that, that, that I didn't talk about on Sunday, but that was um, kind of on my heart as, you know, I was preparing my thoughts to share and I've shared it with, with teenagers before. I've shared it, I think, in our ladies' class before, probably in a sermon. Well, I know I've shared it in a sermon at some point in the past. You've um, preached once or twice. Yeah, but, um, but I, I didn't have this vision, uh, this perspective, I should say, of this story, man, until I was probably 10 or 15 years into full-time ministry when I saw the story through these eyes for the first time. And it's in 1 Samuel um, chapter 3. Um, if you know a lot of, of Bible stories from growing up in church, it will probably be familiar to you. And I'll just give you the, the quick summation. You got this, this kid, Samuel, uh, who is being raised by Eli the priest and, and the other priests that are serving in the tabernacle and taking care of worship and sacrifices and stuff for the people of Israel. And Samuel's kind of... He's been left by his family there to basically be an apprentice, um, learn how to do all the priestly things. Uh, and so we don't know exactly what, it, I don't think we know exactly what his age is. Probably young kid, you know, maybe preteens or something like that, but, but not, you know, this old grizzled uh, priestly wise man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, one night as, as he's in the tabernacle, he's in the worship area uh, that they had at that time, and he hears his voice calling to him, calling him, call him by name, calling Samuel and calling him by name. And he thinks that it's Eli, this old priest that's been raising him. He goes and wakes Eli up and says, you called me. He says, I didn't call you. And that, happened, that whole exchange happens multiple times. Uh, and finally, Eli's like, this could be God talking to you. So he says, you know, next time you hear this voice calling your name, say, you know, God, go ahead and speak. I'm listening, mm. which is what he does. And he doesn't see anything, but he hears this voice of God and God uh, reveals a message to him, and that becomes kind of the 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 track of, uh, of Samuel's life from then on. Is he's constantly getting these, he can hear these audible messages from God, um, and he expresses those to other people. Now, the the part that I missed for the longest time. So, if you got a Bible with you or a Bible app, it's in First Samuel chapter three. And as the as the author of First Samuel lays out this story. Uh, it says in verse 1, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days where the Lord was rare, there were not many visions. And then he goes ahead and tells his story. You're talking about uh, um, physical, audible. Yeah. Audible. People weren't having, like, like, if you read through the Old Testament before this, it's not like it happened on a regular basis, but there's multiple times of people either hearing an audible voice from God. I mean, Moses Abraham, did a lot. Moses. Abraham did. Mm-hmm. Um, you also... Um, we got to pause for a second. Yes, sir. <laughs> I don't know if we'll cut this out or what. Some, somebody from the construction crew just came and needed our attention. I don't know why. 
So I'm going to keep talking for now, but we may have to pause and come back. <laughs> Samuel, Sam. This is the distraction. You're good. If you can give us about 15 minutes, can we, or do you we need to do, do it right now? Okay. Thank you, Thank no you guys. Appreciate it. We almost had a fire alarm test right in the middle of our filming. Samuel. So, Samuel. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and pick, pick back up. Uh, See, there's all these other, you know, Yes, noises there's all these noises. There's a Samuel. voice right there. That's right. So, anyway, there, weren't, there were these visions that were taking place, uh, but those had kind of stopped, and it had been a long time. And the fact that, that the author of 1 Samuel says visions were rare, uh, you know, that, that the, word of the, Lord, the word of the Lord was rare, and there weren't many visions. I remember, I remember where I was. I was, at a, I was at a youth retreat, and we were kind of going through the story, and it jumped out at me for the first time. I wonder if that, if what the, first, the author of 1 Samuel is trying to indicate is not, is, is trying to say, hey, it wasn't that God wasn't talking. It wasn't that God wasn't um, supplying visions, that he wasn't speaking, but that people at that time weren't putting themselves in a position to hear. They couldn't have a vision. They couldn't hear the voice of God because they were disconnected from him. And because that connection wasn't there, they weren't hearing. And if you go, you know, a little bit further before the, before he hears the voice, uh, let's see, there in verse, um, in verse three, the lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying down uh, in the temple or in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of, of God was. This gold box that sat in the tabernacle represented the presence of God. That's where his, his presence was. When he came to meet, like yeah. Moses' time and time after that, that represented where God would come and physically meet with his people. Yeah. You know, whether it's a cloud or just his or presence, some form or fashion. Hot spot where yeah, you, that was right it. There. And Samuel... Uh, is laying there close to this spot, so close to the presence of God. Um, and Eli is off somewhere else asleep. Now, that's not to reflect <laughs> badly on Eli as much as it is to, to bring a spotlight, I think, to Samuel. Look where he was. He was in a close proximity physically, but mm -hmm. I think there's something that you could take even further. Like he, he even at this, at this young age, there weren't any filters in the way. There was, there was him being the very presence of God. And because he had that intimate connection with God, he was able to hear God yeah. in a way that other people at his time weren't. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that principle still applies to us nowadays. Not that I don't know anybody that legitimately um, has audible conversations with God. Um, and, and I don't want to belittle that. I, I, I don't know anybody that does. Um, but I feel like God still speaks to us. And, and I wonder sometimes if, if we're like Samuel and that God is trying to reveal some things to us. It's not like he's not talking. I'm just not in a connection with him and in a relationship with him, as you were talking about a minute ago, where I can hear. I've got either so much noise or I've just, I've walked far enough, far enough away from um, the presence of God in my life um, that I, I can't hear him. I mean, he's talking, and I just can't hear. Because there's a difference between the closeness that, that you and I have in talking right here. I don't have to talk any louder. I don't have to, you, you know, be more, you know, enunciated <laughs> Using with my your voice lips better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're 100 yards away, 
there's a lot more effort that I would have to go through mm -hmm. to get that word to, try to hear the same thing back. Yeah. And so right here, I mean, if you take the spiritual principle of that, whenever we're step in step with the Spirit, mm -hmm. whenever we're walking, walking with God, trying to be like Jesus, love others and love God, like we talked about last week, we're trying to do those things. Um, it's just that we are positioning ourselves into a way that the Spirit can move through us in a um, lot more discernible way. Mm -hmm. I think it just makes saying. it easier to hear. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so I, I think um, when we're talking about simplifying the noise, I think part of tuning into God is, is figuring out how I can get closer to him. So going back to your analogy with the solo cups and the, <laughs> and the, yeah. the dodgeballs, what would have made that easier? What would have made it easier for me to hit the target? If I'm closer to the target. Yeah. Okay. So the same thing, like, and, and I'm not talking about physical proximity. The more that I am connected with God and recognizing what he's doing in my life and recognizing his presence in my life and feeling his spirit and following that spirit, things we talked about on these unscripted conversations yeah. so far, the more that I'm doing those things, it's not a guarantee, but I think it makes it easier to, to hit the target when I'm talking to him mm -hmm. and also to hear him talking to me. And sometimes the reason that I might be sitting there going, man, I can't, I can't see God's presence in my life. I can't feel it. Uh, is not because he's not there and it's not because he's not talking. It's because I've let too many other things either get between me and him or pull me away, further away from him. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. And that's confession on my part. I'm not even saying you, like, that's me. The, the times that I feel uh, more distant from God I can look back at and go, that's not on him. He was still talking. He was still there. I'm the one that pulled, that pulled away and got to where I couldn't hear anymore. Hmm. That's where, uh, I think just to kind of push the conversation forward a little bit. One thing that you mentioned in your sermon, I mean, when we're talking about, okay, you know, we're right here. Uh, I can, I could discern your voice over other voices that are here, especially since you're close and you're mm -hmm. right here. I think that what a lot of us have a problem with too uh, is is what you said in John 10, or what John says in John mm -hmm. 10 of men. Okay, if if we look at Jesus as the shepherd or God as a shepherd and we being the sheep, that the beautiful part of that is that even if there's other shepherds, even if there's other other sheep around, they're all uh, braying or baying or sheeping. Baying? Baying? I don't know. Baing, baing. No, I don't know. Saying Whatever sheep do. To do. Making their sheep Making noise. sheep talk. Making sheep talk. <laughs> In the middle of all of that stuff, if, if the sheep's shepherd, the shepherd's sheep that he has belonged to, put those things together, says something, they're able to discern that voice and come to him. And I think that our, one of our problems, especially in our culture where there's so much stimulus coming mm -hmm. in all of the time, so much noise coming in, mm -hmm. is that, yeah, I would love to be, I would love to be in that position where I can discern God's voice from as other voices. As soon as I hear it, I know it. But there's a lot of other voices that sound a lot like God yeah. or are good things. And, okay, well, I'll turn up God, but I'll also turn up these good things too, Yeah. which is not necessarily a bad thing. But I guess, I don't even know, I guess it's a question. How, how can we know his voice? Yeah. How, can we, how can we discern his voice from other voices? So... To, to go back to what you're saying a second ago, so I, like, can you imagine 
Jesus didn't mention this in his story in John chapter 10, but can you imagine like <laughs> somebody going up and, and pretending to be that shepherd and like mimicking whatever mm. phrases, you know, mm. uh, he would use. Well, good morning, to, to church family. To, great, to, uh, <laughs> great to see you online. This, to, you know. to try to deceive these sheep and maybe even steal them or whatever. And, and I don't know that that actually happened, but I think, you know, Jesus is getting to the point there where maybe even those sheep could still discern. Yeah, somebody's saying the same phrases and everything. It's not the same. I don't know. But again, that's an intimate knowledge of that shepherd. Yeah, in, intimate knowledge. And, and that shepherd has, to that point, first of all, there's been time spent already for them to know to recognize that voice. Mm. Second of all, that time spent has gone through out in the wild somewhere. Yeah. You know, they've, there has had to be a necessity already for me to tune into this shepherd so that he can get me to green pastures, so that mm -hmm. he can lead me away from where the wolves are. You know, I'm out here in dangerous territory. And the one thing I know that I can trust is if I hear that voice, I'm going towards it. And every time that I go to that yeah. voice, things work out okay. Yeah. You know, and, mm, and powerful. again, that's what we're supposed to be a sheep. Every time we hear the shepherd's voice, we're like, ah, that's, that's the safe way to go. That's yeah. where the good stuff is. But to your point, there's other things that um, either mimic the shepherd's voice or sound at least as uh, convincing, you know, like mm. make these choices, be friends with these people, you know, go this direction and your life's going to be great. And then you get there and, you know, to take the sheep minute. analogy, Wait this stream is dried up yeah. or it's actually the wolves den instead of, you know, the happy pasture, you yeah. know, whatever. That's where, that's where I think, I mean, in college, especially, uh, and with senior Sunday coming up on the 17th, that's kind of on my, on my brain, but there's so many decisions to be made of, mm -hmm. uh, where am I going to go to school? Am I going to study abroad? What am I going to major in? Uh, what if I meet a girl, you know, you know, all these Who are things. my friends going to be while I'm there? Yeah. Because I'm not taking all my high school friends right. with me You anymore. have to start over. Yeah. You have to start new and, and fresh. And I remember talking to uh, a bunch of uh, my um, mentors in high school and being like, okay, um, everything that I've built until this point, you know, senior year, mm -hmm. is all over. Yeah. It's all different. And I mean, it's almost like, okay, well, I'm finishing the chapter in one book and okay, this is brand new life because yeah. I've got different friends. I've got, diff you know, different living It almost space. feels like it's not next chapter. It's a new yeah, book. It's, I'm, like, it's get a rid of this book. New. No. Brand new. And let's just start writing yeah. again. Uh, and so within that, there is a lot of different voices. Uh, I mean, let's talk about that scenario. A lot of voices. There's all these mentors that I'm trying to listen to my parents. I'm trying to listen to my friends. I'm trying to listen to my own inner dialogue of what does Brandon want uh, and trying to listen to all those things. And it's funny because you're, you're like, okay, I'm just trying to discern where God is leading me. Mm-hmm. And all of these voices sound like a good shepherd. And side note, I think the beautiful part of that is that I think a lot of those voices can be the mm -hmm. good shepherd. Absolutely. I think that God uses other people to be able to affirm us and point us in the right direction. Yep. Um, almost sounds like a conversation for another day. Yeah, yeah. Let's not go too far down that path. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I agree. So let's, let's go with the negative then with all of those being positives. Uh, I've found that the times when I am having trouble discerning between one or two voices is there's one voice that says, let's just let's just let's just put it like this, one voice that says, um, "Man, it would really stink for you to do that one bad thing, uh, but you know what? It's not a big deal, 
you do it once, like, I'm, I'm God, like, I'm going to forgive you. It's fine, okay? Like, we, you can be washed new, and you can be, so that's fine. So listen, if you do this one thing, like, here's the deal. You're gonna you get know forgiveness, forgiveness is there too, anyway. So, yeah. So go ahead. Jesus has died for your sins, right? Okay, well, he's going to die for the sin that you're about to commit. And you need so, to have some life experience. That's right. And you, yeah, you need to have some life experience so that you can make better decisions in the future. Yeah. Now that, that sounds a lot more appetizing than don't go through that. Don't do that. <laughs> There's so much heartache down that road. Don't go. And what the, the scary part, too, is that the second part of that conversation yeah. is the same. I offer forgiveness after all of that, and I can wash you clean. And so these other voices, they're not flat out telling a lie. Right. They're not flat they're not flat but out. But it's not the truth either. Right. It's this, yeah. it's this little, and that's, that's where I think it's really hard for believers uh, in general is, man, there's a lot of voices, and man, a lot of them sound like Jesus. A lot of them sound like God. Or at least sound like wisdom, sound like the right thing to do. It sounds like a good shepherd. And it may not even be mine, but it's, it, this guy be a good wise. shepherd. Yeah. yeah. And so that's, that's a hard part for me mm-hmm. of like, okay, Say I don't have this intimate knowledge of the shepherd. I don't have this intimate knowledge. Well, then I've got four, diff- four different voices that are telling me something. And I'm like, man, they all look good. Yeah. Uh, and some of them can lead you to places that are not good. Yeah. So I guess uh, if we want to wrap up, and I know we always say that, if we want to wrap up, <laughs> how, do we, how, do we discern, how do we discern the voices? How do we discern... Okay, here's these different, I can, hear, I can hear them all, and it seems like they're all coming, and they all sound good. How are we discern to say that one? Yeah. I know that one is God because he is looking out for me, and he is watching me, and yeah. he is always going to lead me, just like Psalm uh, 23, right? He's yeah. going to lead me by streams, good pastures, mm-hmm. fertile stuff. He's going to lead me there. Are you asking? I am. I'm rhetorically putting the question in front of both of us. <laughs> so... I'm going to answer by going back to something that you alluded to a minute ago in that um, I, I agree that I think God uses uh, multiple methods of talking to us. Um, I believe that this, this is the voice of God. I believe if, if I spend time in here, I'm going to hear him. I think God sometimes uses circumstances. You're going to deal with this in your life, and I want to speak to you through it. There's something that I'm trying to tell we you will grow closer. by experiencing this, whatever it is, yeah. positive or negative. I want, I, want to, I want to talk to you through this. Uh, sometimes it's other people. Sometimes, you know, whether you, you mentioned even as a, as a younger person, your mentors, your parents, you know, e- even as older folks, I mean, we, we have that circle of friends that we trust. We have, um, you know, whether it's a... a a pastor, a preacher, a, uh, you know, somebody that we've always looked to for wise advice. I think God can use them. Yeah. I think God speaks through those people to people. And we don't need to turn those voices out. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, um, and I do believe, even though I'm, I don't have a full comprehension of exactly how this works, I think that God's spirit lives in every single one of us and communicates with us. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes through conscience, sometimes through just a, just a, urge or you know whatever it is but there's something there that is at least spiritually audible Mm -hmm. so here's all these different things that god uses uh that we spend more time talking about we're not going to but just recognizing there's i i think kind of like back with samuel god's talking how do i 
know that it's him speaking. Hmm. And my answer to that goes back to what we talked about. I don't remember if it was last week or the week before, so I apologize for that. But when we were talking about um, the, you know, the power, the power of the spirit in us. And, Two and, weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. And kind of knowing, how do I know for sure this is the spirit leading me to do these particular things? And I think the same principle applies to how do I know this is God talking to me versus, you know, my own selfish desires yeah. or, you know, Satan or, or whatever it is. Uh, what's it going to produce? If I follow this voice in the direction this voice is leading me, what's, what's going to be the end result of that? Sometimes I may not even know what that is. But if, if it's obvious to me or, you know, I may experience it and go, mm, that was the wrong voice. <laughs> I need to go back a different direction. But what's produced by it? You go back again to the fruits of the Spirit. Is, is following what I'm hearing this person tell me, what I'm hearing, what I think is Scripture telling me, what, I'm, what I think I'm pulling from these circumstances, is that making me a more loving person? Is it giving me more joy? Is it producing more peace? Is it helping me say no to things that I need to say no to? Uh, is it helping me be more compassionate and kind? All those different fruits of the Spirit... Is it leading me to do those things? Then it's probably God talking, hmm. and I need to tune in. And, um, and if it's not, if, if the ultimate result of whatever that voice is telling me to do is either something selfish for me uh, or, or something completely ungodly or just empty, mm-hmm. then I probably need to stay away from it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, again, whether there's an exact formula, I'm not for sure, except for just looking at, What's going to happen if I follow, if, if I go this direction, if I listen to this voice and go this direction, what's going to happen? Just makes me think about, you know, whenever you're arguing with somebody uh, and then you, or, I don't know, you have the opportunity to gossip. You have the opportunity, you know, you have a bad, you have a bad rap with somebody right then. And then you have the opportunity to gossip or to, you know, say bad things. Well, there's, there's a couple of voices that can come into your head. And I know for me, whenever that happens and I just, I got to get this off my chest, I got to tell somebody that, well, one of the voices is telling me this, and that's just with gossip, but it's saying, no, you need somebody else to validate you because you're right. Mm-hmm. Selfishness. Yeah. Uh, you need to take that person down a couple of notches. Revenge. So, revenge. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, not only that, you need to uh, gain, gain a following of a couple of other people. So, I mean, you're, you're pride yeah you're stroking your ego a little you're bit. stroking your ego and you're getting other people to think negatively about this person yeah and to top it all off you are not including that person in any of those discussions yeah and so all of that stuff is hiding behind closed but doors. there's also a voice going hey they deserve it do you know what they said do you know what they did of course they deserve what what's happening here and that voice <laughs> it's that voice that's that a I'm powerful like, voice man that's a loud one <laughs> yeah it's shouting at you yeah Sim- revenge <laughs> but then there's another voice that is that is it, it, it could be i mean seriously in that in that moment it probably seems like a whisper mm-hmm. of like man are you gonna are you are you gonna be the bigger person yeah. or uh, <laughs> and not bigger person as you're better in them are you going to not demean them not drag other people into that with you or let yourself be overcome with anger but are you going to forgive and love and that be the end result? Are you going to allow this person to see me through what you're going to do? Because that, I can definitely see the discernment between those two things. Mm-hmm. And so in this moment, as I'm thinking these thoughts and stuff, if I just take a second uh, and take a tally really and think like, okay, 
at the end of both of these roads, if I were to take this, and sometimes it's harder to make those decisions. For sure. At the end of both of these roads, this is what could be produced in both of those things. Mm -hmm. uh, and if those things are not love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Faithfulness, gentleness, yeah. self-control. If it's, if it's not those things are going to be produced, then maybe that voice is just a wolf in sheep's clothing. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a false voice that we think sounds good or can say like, yeah, you know, God got revenge on his enemies or something like, yeah, you okay, well, <laughs> there's a lot that we need to think about yeah. here. Yeah. So we need, we need to wrap up. Um, I don't know that we've fixed or helped <laughs> we <were> just talking, <laughs> anything. Just we're just kind of talking uh, about just our own, I guess more even our own personal struggles, yeah. maybe some of yours as well. Um, so I appreciate you guys uh, taking the time, tuning in. Hopefully there's there's some things that we that we shared that will be um, of benefit. If nothing else, man, try to simplify. Try to tune in. Figure out where the voice of God is coming from and follow that voice uh, the best you can. And the beautiful thing I want to kind of remind everybody um, is when God is calling you, He's calling you by name. Mm. What an amazing thing, man. The creator of the universe knows you by name and knows everything about you and is so proud to say, that's one of mine. There are so many things that I think God would be unproud of. Mm. <laughs> There's so many reasons why I give him, uh, that I give him to not have pride in me. And yet he says, that's one of mine right there. And he calls me by name. That's an amazing thing. And so if nothing else, man, be encouraged by that. Maybe share that message with somebody that needs to hear it. Mm. Even while you're quarantining from each other, there may be somebody in your life uh, that needs to hear, man, my God loves you. And he knows you by name and, and wants to call you in the direction you need to go. So... Mm. Appreciate yeah. you guys tuning in. Thank you guys so much. Uh, tune in with us on Sunday. Yes. We are going to continue on our uh, Simplify. Simplify, I yes. say we, yeah. Marshall. <laughs> Marshall's going to, I'm going to make sure the light's on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Marshall's going to continue on that series. Uh, and invite other people to join you because that, mm -hmm. that's been really encouraging so far. Mm -hmm. So thank you guys for joining us. Have we a good rest of the week. Tune in next week. Thanks.